Yeah, uh, look, I, I, I know I know it's after hours, but this this is show business, man. It, it's the it, it's not a nine to five job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. So we're we're yeah. So you gotta listen. I I I know you're getting the serb, okay? I know you're getting the serb, but sometimes you just have to cooperate with me too, okay? Okay, just just clean the place up, will you? It's a it's a, it's it's not good. And, yeah, okay. All right, bye. You know, as uh, as things go on, we just have to cope with change. I was talking about this last week. Anyway, hey, welcome to episode 16 of the 411 with Lee Sterry. That's me. We are powered by WeStream. And uh, that's the uh, guy that's uh, behind the camera, Mr. Kevin Jack. He's, uh, he's doing that. Uh, we come to you from Fiddler's Poor House here on uh, St. Paul Street, 149 St. Paul. Every Thursday night at 7 now, we've been moving the show around a little bit but we're back in the nice cool of the evening. It's a beautiful night downtown here. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited. We are partnered with Niagara 411. And we've got what I think is a pretty cool show for you coming up tonight. So, uh, and we'll tell you how you can take part in the program. As per usual, you can be part of the show and contribute to what we're doing here. So come on inside, we'll get this thing underway, all right? Okay, so we've got things rocking here at Fiddler's Poor House. It, of course, is just after 7 o'clock. And, of course, uh, they're open from uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon until uh, 2 a.m. Every, uh, every single day, seven days a week. And uh, Kevin's going to get me wired up for sound here so that when you finally uh, get in touch with the program, uh, I can hear you. So that's the whole, uh, that's the whole idea. And oh, I'm on the wire. Okay, I always do that for some reason. I manage to stand on something I'm not supposed to stand on, as you can tell um, by that. Thank you, Kevin. I uh, I am not at all uh, technically uh, minded. Uh, so, uh, uh, wow. Hey, welcome. Uh, this is uh, this is really nice. Now we uh, we announced a couple of weeks ago that we were going to be doing this at seven o'clock on Thursday nights. And we took a bit of a detour last weekend and did it through a lunch hour just uh, just for giggles. But here we are back on our Thursday night 7 p.m. slot. It's uh, really great to have the ambiance here at Fiddler's Poor House in the background. So you're going to be hearing some folks having a good time and enjoying some great food, watching the TV, listening to the radio, watching this program. Uh, also, the sights and sounds of downtown St. Catharines are behind us. Uh, and because we are in downtown St. Catharines, uh, do not please let that uh, deter you from getting involved with the program no matter where you are, because it's called the 411 and it's all about Niagara. First of all, what I want you to do is uh, have a look at that picture. If you haven't already had a, had a chance to have a look at it, that's a water spout. Uh, well, they think it's a possible water spout. I, I don't know, it looks like a pretty probable water, water spout to me. That, uh, yeah, see that? Now we've had some pretty, uh, I know Sunday, this past Sunday, was really crazy when it came to the wind. Things are blowing all over the place. Monday was kind of breezy too. Uh, but Sunday, really, really uh, gale force type winds. And when you've got that happening and some of the systems that we're going through, we had a, we had a hot air mass and a cold air mass. And uh, I know I'm trying to sound like a meteorologist, which I'm not. But uh, when, you, when you get those kind of conditions, you get those things uh, happening. Uh, so thanks to uh, M. Wilson 
for sharing the picture, as per uh, Nick posted there in Niagara 411. So, um, hope you uh, hope you weathered the weather okay, because man, we did have some pretty heavy winds. But what a wonderful September it has been. Uh, I don't know whether you've really noticed or not with all of this COVID talk and all the other things that are going on. Uh, I got to tell you that uh, we've had just one heck of uh, a beautiful September. And when you look back on it, weather-wise, not really a bad summer at all. If we had not had uh, this COVID thing, there would have been, I think, a whole lot more cottaging and uh, camping and all those other things going on. You agree, Kevin? I know, I know uh, you got away a bit. Yeah, got away a little bit and yeah. uh, bought ourselves another camper, so we're all geared up for next summer. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think people got out. My, uh, my brother and sister-in-law just went camping last weekend. They're a little yeah. braver. I know people that are on their way for their annual Thanksgiving camping. Right. A little too chilly at night for me, for my liking to be out. Yeah, be out yeah. So, um, welcome to, as I said, uh, episode number 16. And we want to send our thanks out yet again to Gales Gaspars Limited for uh, fueling this program and having the faith in uh, staying with us, even though we've jumped around a little bit over the last few weeks. So it's just absolutely wonderful to work with Jessica uh, Friesen and her crew uh, from Gales Gas Bars on this program. Kevin uh, and his partner Brandon from WeStream with this uh, great technology that we have for you and we're, we'll explain a little bit more about that in a second. Also Nick from 411, we call this the 411 and Nick of course is the proprietor and the uh, main content provider of Niagara 411. So uh, we have this uh, partnership, we don't uh, steal his stuff, he doesn't steal ours, we just kind of work with each other and uh, try to keep you informed and keep you involved with things that are going on in Niagara. Now, Kevin, before we go on to uh, uh, promoting our guest we have coming up at 7.15, which is just a really cool guy, very entertaining gentleman, which we'll tell you about in just a second, so don't go away. Um, I do want to reinforce how you can get involved with the program. Assuming that you're watching this right now, uh, and if you're not, you're not hearing me anyway, so... Uh, Duh. So, um, there is a link at the bottom of the post on Livestream Niagara or Niagara 411, which is also streaming this program. And all you have to do is click on the link. Now, what that's going to do is uh, going to take you essentially to our green room. It's like a waiting room. It's a Zoom room, uh, and we'll know you're there the minute you click on the link. Kevin will get you all prepped and ready to go, and uh, he'll let me know that you're waiting to have a chat or to make a comment or to bring up a topic or to tell us a story, and uh, we'll put you right on the main screen, and uh, you will join me, and we'll have a face-to-face -face conversation, okay? So, uh, now, the other way to do it is if you already have Zoom on your uh, cell phone or on your computer, laptop, uh, tablet, whatever, all you have to do is dial the number that you see right there uh, at the side of your screen, 905-411-0411. And that will do the same. That'll click you in to our waiting room, the green room, uh, at the Zoom room, as we call it. And then we'll uh, click you in and get involved with the program. And keep in mind, you do not have to uh, fall in with any particular theme that we're doing. This is, um, yeah, we have certain topics that we kind of sort of have plan to talk about, but that really is not the main crux of the matter. The main crux of the matter is the fact that if there is something that's important to you, be you anywhere around Niagara, 
be it uh, Waynefleet, Fort Erie, Port Colburn, Grimsby, Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, uh, well, and it doesn't matter anywhere. If there's something going on that you want us to know about, uh, you let us know. If there's a story you have to tell us, you let us know. If there's something about you that's happening, you let us know. All right. Uh, I can't be uh, much more broad than that. We put no boundaries, really, uh, other than good taste and uh, and ethics and, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, we put no real boundaries on anything that this program can do. And we are live. We... Uh, we're, we're, we're not live on tape, we're not delaying it. It wasn't taped yesterday and being played back today. It's right now happening right here in uh, Niagara. Uh, and then just because we're coming from St. Catharines doesn't mean uh, it's about St. Catharines. It just means that it's closer to where we live. So, uh, the guy that's coming up at 7.15, this is a fellow that Kevin introduced me to, uh, not personally, I have not had the pleasure of meeting Joel yet. But uh, what a talent. He is from, uh, we believe, Niagara Falls. Right, Kevin? I think so. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, Joel no, Van Vliet shaking his head. Name. Shaking his head in the, uh, in the Zoom room. Okay. So uh, he's going to be joining us uh, in a very few minutes. He does a, or has been doing uh, a, a skit, if you will, a piece, a, a feature on his Facebook page called Snackable Comedy Bites. He is uh, a comedian by uh, by choice of trade and we'll show you some things in a minute but uh, he has other things going on as well first of all Kevin, do we have a, a, a couple of the snackables uh, for the yeah for the here we go here? we'll uh, we'll let people watch uh, joel do his thing here so here's okay, uh, cool. joel van vliet one of his snackable yeah. comedy okay things. cool For these guys who draw the maps in malls. Have you seen these? You know, they always have that, you are here written on them. You know, it makes me feel so calm. I'm like, ah, there I am. <laughs> and there's the Starbucks. <clears throat> Why can't all maps tell you where you are? You know, who cares about the subway or Main Street or Portugal? You know what I mean? Like, finding yourself is the hardest thing you can do. And let me tell you, take it from this guy. You know, if you find yourself at 7 p.m. on a Saturday night in a Starbucks pretending to write hilarious mm. comedy jokes, but what you're really doing is hoping to meet someone, uh, you're lost, man. He looks like a comedian, doesn't he? Uh, and he's got a pretty good, pretty good shtick, uh, pretty good style. It's one of the things that uh, comics, as they come up through the ranks, be they do, uh, whether they're doing open mics or whatnot, one of the most important things that any comic will tell another aspiring comic is you've got to have a, a thing. You've got to have a, a, some sort of persona, some sort of shtick, whatever it is that makes you uniquely you. And uh, I really think Joel has accomplished that part. He definitely has a style that uh, is, is unique. And he has a confidence there as well. What have we got next? Have we got something else? Uh, I'm trying to pull up some of, uh, some of his music as well. Oh, let's do that. Okay. This guy is uh, talented. Now, one of the things that Kevin discovered and passed on to me was the fact that Joel is not a one-trick pony. This young man has so many different talents, and one of them uh, just blew me away. Uh, yeah, the, the, the comedy stuff is, is good, and I think he's, he's great at it. But when I heard him sing, I was uh, flabbergasted, frankly. Yeah, I was too. So we're going to, uh, do we have something? Yeah, I'm just looking for uh, the just right thing. Uh, here, here's uh, him doing uh, Cecilia. 
Cecilia. Okay. It's, uh, it's pretty good. So let's get yeah. uh, let's get Joel up here doing uh, Cecilia. Let's see if we can do this. All right, here we go. Oh, whoops, that's the wrong Joel. That's the wrong Joel? That's a live Joel. Okay, that's a live Joel. Okay. I'll let them uh, take it away here for a minute, okay, Lee? Okay, yeah. Well, uh, oh, here we go. You're breaking my heart. You're shaking my heart. Oh, I'm down on the I'm begging you. Okay, but we have uh, we have Joel waiting in the green room, do we? Or yeah, we do. You ready to go? Absolutely, I think so. All right. That's well, uh, I've got my. Uh, I think I got my ear thing plugged in, so that I can hear him. Uh, Joel, are you with us? Uh, I'm here, Lee. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Welcome to the four one one. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, hey, uh, Kevin, am I on screen, baby? Yeah. You're on screen, man. Baby. I'm, I'm clear, <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to flip you guys you know around because you're looking in that direction. Anyway, take it away, Joel and, and Lee. I can I can look at the, the at the lens of the camera, but I, but I, then I've got Lee over here and the lens here. Which is if you look at the if you look at the lens of the camera, it'll make people believe you're actually talking to them. Okay. Because that's All what right. I'm doing. And right. it looks like I'm talking to you too. We'll we'll live in this pretend world. This this virtual uh, continuum of time and space. Absolutely, guys. Uh, thanks for mentioning my snackable comedy bites. Just uh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. You. No, that's cool. Well, first of all, uh, tell tell us a little bit about those, and then we're going to find out a little bit more about you. Kevin tells me that you stopped doing those. Was that a, a COVID thing, or well, what? so the, the the what started them was a COVID thing. Um, right at the beginning, when everything was starting to lock down, uh, my dear friend Gina and I sort of came up with this idea very organically where she would say a word and I'd start riffing on it in a very hacky way. And I think you may have noticed, I, I, I think there's a bit of a, and I'm, I'm, you know, kind of taking the magic out of it a little bit, but I think you may have noticed they're not, per the one you saw isn't particularly hilarious, um, but it's a little, it's kind of hacky, like it's very built like a, a stand-up comedian, how they may perform if they are a hacky comedian. A little bit, a, a so little bit of stand-up comedy uh, satire. Yeah, basically, <laughs> kind of. So I would, I kind of threw, uh, she would give me the, the word and then I would come up with a bit which I would use like, kind of cliched sometimes uh, stand-up type of tropes and and then I'd kind of turn them on their ear a little bit make them a little bit strange more strange a little bit more odd and so I didn't know what COVID was gonna be I don't think any of us did and I said that I'm gonna be doing stand-up comedy bites a snackable comedy bites every day until COVID ends okay and I posted a video that was like 30 to a minute, 30 seconds to a minute long every single day since March 17th. So we're on 199 today. That's the one you saw. And tomorrow we're going to have done our 200. Wow. 
and that's where we're ending it. So it's, it's kind of, I, because the pandemic doesn't seem to ever want to be over. <laughs> Are you afraid that you're contributing to its longevity? Yeah, I think that like the pandemic's going, these snackable comedy bites are too good. So we got to keep it going uh, just to get more of them. And yeah, I, more now I'm Joel, saying, no, more I'm Joel. stop them. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying I'm stopping snackable comedy bites. We can end the pandemic now. Okay, Everyone good. can go outside. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that daily. Uh, have you thought about it? One day, we're going to all just be able to run into the street and go, COVID's over. COVID's over. You think so? Do you think that's ever going to happen? Uh, I don't see it. I just can't wait for that day. Uh, I can't wait for that day when we go, we did. Yeah. But I, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know whether we're going to get to that uh, day or not. I just have a feeling that we are traveling through this great big long wormhole. Uh, and, yeah. and, and we're about halfway through it, and we're not really sure uh, what time or space we're going to be in when we get through to the other side. I just think it's going to be a different place. Heart, heartbreakingly, I think you're probably uh, now. Now, tell us uh, but, a little uh, bit about. I this. will say. But... Oh, okay. So we've got a bit of a delay here. Sorry. I'm listening. Uh, I was just going to ask you. Uh, if you would tell us a little bit about yourself, because now this isn't going to do your ego any good, but the first I heard anything about you was about a week and a half ago. So um, we have some very, very That's talented. so weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm so famous. You just heard about me last week? Well, I live, I live with my head in the sand. I'm an old guy. What can I tell you? So anyway. We'll blame um, you. <laughs> um, but my point being there are so many talented people uh such as yourself that uh, unfortunately other than for the sake of other people we talked we say hey where did this guy come from so yeah. let tell us where did you come from what uh, what's your history what's your background well uh i grew up in the small village of Kingston. okay and uh i grew up in uh, this is a little bit of a strange story you don't hear this that often but i was kidnapped as a child and i was forced to live in a basement now it was a very nice basement it was fully furnished they treated me well um but i essentially grew up under a rock which really does inform my sensibility because one I play rock music, and uh, two, I'm a little bit uh, out, out to left field, people have said, and I don't even know what that means because I grew up in a basement. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I am a very creative character and I love to make things. So um, that comedy, music, photography, um, live streams, so what else you need to? Uh, what was it? Your parents' basement that you grew up in? No, as I said, I thought they were my parents, <laughs> but of course, um, when you're kidnapped, you don't just don't know what reality. Is. And, and the way that they uh, presented things to me, it was kind of like a science experiment. And I don't know if you've ever heard anything like this, but. Um, they wanted to teach me everything wrong to see, you know, so like they would give me an apple and they'd call it a pear. Okay. You know what I mean? They'd go, go put on your zebras. And they were pants. That's what I called pants. <laughs> okay, so everything was a little bit off, a little bit strange. So it took me many years to relearn everything. Are you, are, you, are you aware of the fact of how difficult it is to interview a, com a comic? 
I don't know. I, I would never do such a stupid thing. No, no. Well, I'm I'm learning by my mistakes, even as we go here. That, uh, but uh, it, it must have been a very nice basement because you didn't you didn't try to run away from your captors or anything of that nature. You kind well, of you hung don't, in there you for don't a while. Have, any, have no concept of that. But you oh, know what they okay. did teach me. What they did teach me was uh, how to hold a guitar properly. Okay. How to sing. Okay. How to uh, write a song. Um, my captors were um, failed musicians, failed performers, um, and they were the children of failed vaudeville. Okay. And uh, so they they were kind of like, and there were a brood of us, by the way. It wasn't just me. There was a whole brood. Okay. So you ha you basically have failure in your DNA. Well, no, because I, as I say, I was kidnapped. I don't know who my parents are, but oh, this I whole see. brood, this whole brood, and I'm saying these were the most attractive kids they could kidnap. They were all being trained, like the Jacksons, to be very talented uh, performers, okay, musicians, comedians, and that's really the truth of where I come from. And so now I can't help. I can't go a day without trying to make something. Okay. You know, because of all the punishment I get if I didn't make things. Um, so I'm always writing. I'm always uh, doing, like last night. By the way, I have a stand-up comedy show. Last night I did a comedy show at Camp Cataract. I want to plug that. Um, You're plugging something you already did? Every Wednesday. I have to be... Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're plugging I'm, I'm something I'm plugging you... that we do it every other Wednesday. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were plug plugging something yeah. you already did, which I think is a terrible waste I wanna of my time. I want to plug last night's show. I want, I want to plug last night's show. It was terrible. Um, nobody showed up. Um, Nobody's so supposed to show up. Go back it's in COVID. time and, and I... <laughs> you know what, Lee? This is the thing. I have a feeling that they're going to invent uh, time travel. Like the COVID is one of those catalysts to time travel, don't you think? Where yeah, did like, I not okay. say wormhole? Did I not say that a while back? I, I think you, and that might have triggered what I'm thinking now, which yeah. is have to do time travel so we can go back before COVID and stop it, and then people can make it to my comedy show last night. Okay, um, let me ask. Let me ask you this, and I'll, I'll try to uh, ask it seriously. I'm not sure how successful I'm going to be. Uh, we well, can ask it seriously. Okay. Um, you are an incredibly talented musician and singer uh, from what I've, from, from the little bits that I have had an opportunity uh, to see. What do you prefer to, what do you prefer to do? Uh, are you, uh, are you uh, in, in the deepest, darkest uh, section of your heart, assuming there's one in there? Uh, are you a comic or, or are you a... Or are you a musician? Well, it's a very difficult uh, question to answer. Um, you know, my the, the the woman who I called mom growing up, um, the female your captor. captor. Yeah. yeah, She she used to say, and it, I don't know, it, it was a little bit of a dichotomy here, but she used to say, you know what? Any girl that you ever date, and if you ever get married, any woman you're with, she's going to come second to your music. Because it was always music back then. It was always just music, music, music. I was silly, okay. but it was just music. They're always going to come second to your music. I said, lady that I call mom, because I already, in my head, I was like, is this really my... I said, lady that I call mom, 
I am my music. Like I, I am music. I can't. There's not. There's not a separation. You okay. know what I mean? No, I'm not somebody that does this and somebody that does that. Like music flows through me. I, 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 I'm writing songs. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing melodies. I'm playing music. I have to. I love it. Um, and I think that that's similar with the comedy. I'm, I'm gonna make jokes. I can't help myself. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. Sometimes I ruin interviews. Can, can you believe that? Um, no. So uh, let me uh, let me ask you this. First of all, if comedy, if you're doing comedy and it doesn't get you into trouble, you're not doing it properly. Well, that's yeah. If I'm doing comedy, but if I'm you know at a hospital, well, you don't is, have to. You don't have to make the joke, Joel. I didn't give you. I didn't give you that context. You brought. Yeah. That. <laughs> no, you're right. But that's, that's when you. That's when you get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to really put you on the spot. And uh, before I ask you this question, keep in yeah. mind that no is a perfectly uh, acceptable answer. Okay. Uh, do you have the capacity or the interest in uh, doing anything for us musically live right now? You know what? Um, I can. I, I can did you? think. Yeah, sure. I'll play a little song on guitar. Okay. All Go right, for it. Cool. And uh, here, I'll throw myself in while, uh, while Joel's getting ready. Okay. Um, I met Joel doing a live stream show maybe four or five months ago. I knew him from the comedy circles. Then somebody passed along to me some of his, um, so his recorded music and absolutely blew me away. I had no idea that there was uh, that there was another talent bubbling to the surface there. So, uh, and that's how I found out. Yeah, it was thoroughly through you. And I'll tell you, Joel, is that I was sitting here with Lee having a beer and saying, Lee, I want to get this guy on the show. Joel, he's a comedian. I go, but turns out the dude also sings and he's really good. So I sent him something, and the next morning Lee texted me back, said, Wow, you're right, Joel. Joel really belted out. So we're well, singing guys, your praises, am, man. This is going to be difficult. Uh, t- to hold this guitar because I am fully aroused right now. Okay. Um, I really appreciate <laughs> We are um, as well, if that helps. Uh, okay. Well, then we 30, are. 30 seconds should do it. Uh, uh, Kevin, can you? is my guitar coming through clearly? Yes. Yeah, it actually sounds pretty good. You know, sometimes it's tough. But, uh, yeah, sounds okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a little... Can I play a little bit of a love song? You can play anything you want. It's a love song, but... You know, I don't know, Lee, if you have a cell phone, but... I do. You do? Who doesn't? But don't you hate when people call you out of the blue? Are, are you one of those people that just, like, your phone rings, you're like, what? Like, text me. Joel, like, I'm so lonely, I don't care who calls me. You're so happy to receive phone Absolutely. calls. Absolutely. Well, I hate them. I don't <laughs> want people calling me unless they text me first, warn me ahead of time. And this is, this is a beautiful little song uh, for a girl based on that idea okay baby please don't call me I just might not be by the phone just send me a text message yes I promise I'm alone just baby please don't call me I may be sleeping Please promise you won't call me. And don't you dare stop by my home. (laughs) 
Lover, you can take our picture. You can hang it on your wall. You can kiss it before bedtime. You can print it big or small. But do you really need to share it publicly across the world? Come on, please don't share our picture. Though I'm proud you are my girl. And baby, if I'm working, don't expect responses right away. I'm just so focused on my job, dear. It might literally take days. You know, my work takes me off grid love. There's not some family that I've had. I swear I'm definitely just working. No, I don't have a wife and kid. Please don't ask to meet my parents. Even if we someday wed. I told you it was tragic. It was a fire, now they're dead. Yes, I remember my last birthday. You saw that they had signed that card. But at the, at the time, I didn't know why they, they, I had gotten a birthday card from them because I was, I was confused. I was like, why is there? I was confused as you were. But then later on, I was thinking, of course, that's why. It was just my friends pretending. So the loss was not so hard. I'm not cheating. Joel Van Vliet, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That was awesome. Uh, Joel, uh, I want to give you an opportunity right now to actually do a legitimate plug. You plugged something you did yesterday, but you've got uh, uh, your regular shows that uh, come up when. Remind us when. Yeah, let me let me plug. I got a lot of plugging to do. Okay. Uh, well, okay. You get, uh, you get start with a light over there. You okay. After uh, after one minute, though, we start the meter running, and you have to pay for the rest. That's fine. I can okay. Really okay. Just okay, just so you know the rules. Okay, perfect. First, I want to plug Snackable Comedy. I want to plug Snackable Comedy Bites. We're almost like tomorrow is the 200th Snackable Comedy Bites, and I'm going to be posting a supercut of all the Snackable Comedy Bites. There is a story that happens through them. It was an organic, beautiful thing. It's a crazy piece. Watch it. It's weird. Um, the other thing is my comedy show at Camp Cataract. It's a Comedy Night Show with Joel Van Bleet. Check out Camp Cataract on. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, you'll see the uh, notifications of that, or me on Instagram, Joel Van Bleet. Um, every other Wednesday, we do a comedy show. Our last one was yesterday, so week, whatever that date is, we'll have another one. Um, what date is it, Kevin? Uh, it'll be October the 13th, my guess. 13th. Um, and then, this is, I have a, and we didn't talk about this, Lee, but I have a marriage advice podcast. I've never been married, uh, don't have any kids, but I give marriage advice and uh, the podcast is called I Do and I Don't and you can check us out on Instagram and we're on iTunes and all that I Do and I Don't podcast 
Uh, we give marriage advice, and we're on our 50th episode, not this Monday, but the next Monday. 50 episodes, Lee. That's okay. the golden anniversary there. Marriage advice. So you must have had an opportunity to see some people uh, date, marry, and divorce by now. Well, you, everyone has. And we take, we take uh, questions from the audience, and we, people ask us questions, okay. me and my co-host, Kat, and we answer them uh, with our varying degrees of experience. She has been married. She has a child. I have a good heart and uh, definitely good intentions. Okay. Uh, try to so, uh, give marriage advice. It's a comedy podcast. Ni- Ni- Niagara's answer to Dear Abby online, so that's awesome. Thank Absolutely. Thank I do and I don't show. And I think that's all I have to plug. Okay. Uh, do you want to ask me any more questions that I can answer straight? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I don't think so. But, uh, again, I do appreciate you coming on and uh, joining Lee, us. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, yeah, it was a, pl- a pleasure to meet you, and I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll run into each other uh, down the line. And please, if you would uh, keep in mind that we're here at 7 o'clock every Thursday night, and if you want to pop by and say hi, you're more than welcome anytime. I would love to, and thank you for having me. Namaste, Kevin good to hear from you uh, namaste thank you joel van fleet ladies and gentlemen uh one of niagara's uh many many very very talented people and we hope you uh can stay with us on these shows every week and we'll introduce you to more of them as time goes by and we'd love to have joel back what a great talent um kevin there was something uh else to to switch gears here a little bit there was a story that we wanted to uh yeah it's about time that we were going to do that. Uh, we may have uh, uh, another guest popping in between now and eight o'clock. I'm not sure, so I'm not going to promote that because I don't want to put this person on the spot. They may be checking in with us in the next ten minutes or so. But there was a story that popped up on uh, Niagara 411, and uh, again, we want to thank Nick and all of his contributors for adding uh, adding content to this show because we uh, we peruse the things that are happening on Niagara 411 and uh, you folks around Niagara are wonderful when it comes to trying to keep the rest of us up to date and Nick of course is over the top terrific by passing all this information on but there was a story that uh, basically revolved around an incident uh, a pretty uh, pretty intense incident I might add at the Villager Motel on Lundy's Lane in Niagara Falls now um, I went to school on Lundy's Lane in Niagara Falls many, many years ago. Uh, I was a, a West Lane High School student. I was pretty familiar, uh, not on an intimate basis, but uh, pretty familiar with most of the motels. I mean, I remember the Villager, but it's been around a long time. So, um, yeah, they got the, the uh, West Lane Lee Stary Cafeteria, don't they? What? Well, yeah. Did they name the cafeteria after you, Lee? Uh, well, no. I think there was a lavatory they named after me. Oh, no, that's it. That's not sure it, it was the ca- not sure it was the cafeteria, because you know smoking in the boys' room and all that. So uh, anyway, uh, that notwithstanding, there is a story that uh, the Niagara Regional Police Service news put up. Now, see these. Uh, I was going to call them gentlemen. They're anything but these these people that are on the screen. Those two people right there. That is apparently a security camera picture of a couple of people that uh, barged into, if you will, a room at the Villager Motel on Lundy's Lane. Now, um, while in that, uh, while barging into that room, they assaulted a, a woman that was inhabiting 
the room at the time and uh, took many of her belongings. So that was, that was, it was sort of like a smash and grab. Now, on the surface of it, it doesn't seem like anything, well, very traumatic for the lady involved. Uh, it doesn't sound like anything except for a, a couple of guys uh, breaking into a room and stealing people's stuff. But check this out. There were some comments below the story. And this person, Amy Ryan Giroux Potter, put this statement up on Facebook, this post. It was stated by her family they stole $30,000 from her as well. Who and why have that kind of money on hand doesn't sound like a good situation. So, again, we're just repeating to you what we've seen posted. I'm not saying that we've double-checked or triple-checked our sources as to whether that is actual in fact true or not. Let's assume for a moment, though, that this alleged uh, comment is true. There is a woman by herself at the villager in Lundy's Lane uh, and if this actually happened she's there with $30,000 and it's no wonder that there was some sort of targeted uh, intrusion in that room because somebody knew she had some money if that's if that's the case so I think this is really an interesting story, and I'm sure the Niagara Regional Police Service finds it interesting as well, and they're doing a whole lot of investigation. Uh, as we understand it, thank goodness, the woman was not seriously hurt uh, and, uh, and is okay, so that's, that's good. But there aren't too many people that I know of that are hanging around checking into a motel with 30 grand on them in cash. That doesn't make it right that somebody uh, busted in and took her stuff and maybe the cash if that's what she actually had, but it certainly does add a new dimension to the story. There's another comment there. Um, uh, <laughs> Evelyn Coburn says, uh, "Yeah, I never walk around with at least uh, without at least fifty thousand dollars on hand. <laughs> you just never know." <laughs> Uh, 30k would pay off my truckload, man. Oh, sorry, they dropped. No, that that's off. okay, no problem. So that was just one of those stories, and you think it only happens in the movies, but it doesn't just happen in the movies. It happens actually in our own backyard. Now, Lee, before you get off of this, I mean, it's worth mentioning. I'm not the first person. People are pointing it out in the comments, but in a day and age where we've got 4k cameras in our pockets, why do we always get security footage like this? Yeah. How are we supposed to find these people? I don't. I don't know. I was thinking that myself. Like what is that? What is this? I mean, look at, look huh? at the picture that you're looking at of me on your screen right now. And I mean, I know I'm not a very photographic, uh, photogenic subject, but look at the clarity of this picture. This is from a cell phone, right, Kev? Yeah, that's a cell phone. And this not even is like a picture. A latest, look, greatest. Look, see, you can see nuances. You can see fingernails. You can see like eyelashes. This is a cell phone. And these security cameras give us blurry images like that. <laughs> How are we supposed to catch this person? How does that happen? Like, that's not a security camera. That's, that, that's a disguise. <laughs> I mean, honest to goodness. My kids could draw better depictions of this. I beg your pardon? I think my kids could do a better job 
doing a depiction of this than the security camera. You could draw a picture better than that. Yeah. You know those you know those pictures that they draw in court because they can't have photographs, they can't have cameras in court. A court uh, artist would do better than that. 100%. In about 30 seconds. Where do, where are these security cameras coming from? Um, we talked about uh, we talked about uh, a robbery that happened uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago at a small business in Thorold, a couple in Fort Erie uh, as well. Now they caught the guy, thank goodness. They got the guy, uh, and he's going to be charged or has been charged, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So he's in the system, and, and that's great. So in this case, I guess the photo helped. But it was probably somebody that they already knew of anyway, as they say, someone known to police. So, but anyway, um, and that picture really wasn't very good either. It wasn't too bad, but it, it, it wasn't very good. Our point being, if you, have, if you own a business or you work for a business and you got security cameras, have a look at the footage every now and then and, and get a sense of what it really looks like. Because you might have circa 1967 cameras up there, you know? Replace those things. Put cell phones in. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, they're so bad. Like they're so I bad. Know. And it's not the NRP's fault. I mean, they're working with the security cameras that are at the villager. But wow, it's almost like they don't want to catch anyone. Yeah. When your security cameras are that bad. But the, I honestly think that, uh, with all due respect, they put these things in there. They think they've got a security system, and they forget about them. Yeah, and it, it just goes around in a loop. Every ten, every sixteen hours or so, it re-records and re-records and re-records, and then uh, they forget it's even there. And they probably forgot it was there for about the last thirty years. So now, uh, Lee, we have heard from Nigel. We weren't sure if Nigel was going to be able to join us. He will be joining us in probably about five minutes. And okay. why don't you set up what it is that he's going to talk about? And I think it's time to visit. The local COVID numbers. Yes, let's. This is something that we have been doing off the top uh, of the show for the last number of weeks, and it's become a bigger story than uh, it was before, unfortunately. And that is our COVID numbers. Now, here in Niagara, we're still doing okay, although this is an increased number from the last time we did the show. October first is today, so these are actually today's numbers: new cases in the region of Niagara, nine. We were down around, what, Kev, one? We were for a long time, like uh, July into late August. Yeah. We were getting one, zero, one, yeah. two. That yeah. was kind of the pattern. Uh, so now, to put it in perspective, the growth rate is less than 1%. So in, in, in hindsight, I guess that's, that's, that's okay. It's, it's acceptable, I suppose. New cases on September 30th, the day before, are, thir uh, are nine as well. Now... Here's the total number of cases in Niagara since this whole thing began, 1,082. There are currently 99 people that are uh, suffering actively from COVID, and the total number of resolved cases is 99. Uh, so with regard to Ontario, though, here's where, the, here's where the thing starts to get a little bit concerning for us and does indicate that Niagara might also be headed for an increase. Ontario Premier Doug Ford today called the province's updated COVID forecasting of some 1,000 new cases by October uh, wake-up call. So there is a chance, the way they do their modeling and their predictions, et cetera, there is a chance that in the not-too-distant future, uh, like within days, our total in Ontario could be 1,000 new cases a day. Now that's, that, that is alarming. 
They've announced new guidelines for children attending schools. Those were announced today as well. Ontario's uh, Associate Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Barbara Yaffe, said at a news conference today the province is now changing its COVID-19 symptom screening guidance for schools and child care centres. Uh, the health experts uh, in Toronto, I know, are urging the province to once again shut down indoor dining in restaurants and close bars. The province has not yet moved in that direction, but uh, that is not to say that they will not if the cases continue. So we have uh, we have in this so-called second wave in our province still some things to pay close attention to. Nigel has been on this program before. Uh, he is a, a vlogger. He is also a friend of uh, Niagara 411, and he did uh, one of the one of the vlogs that we had him on to talk about was when we had all those people on Clifton Hill about a month and a half or so ago, and uh, was showing very little, if any social distancing, hardly any people wearing masks, nobody seemed concerned about it, and uh, that was uh, that was when we first talked to Nigel. Now, his most recent conversation was with a woman who was a sufferer of COVID-19, and what he wanted to do was actually talk with her and um, explore what her experience was with, with this disease. And we hear conflicting reports as to whether ah, it's not a big deal. Some say uh, I was sick for weeks, months. I'm still not right. There are some medical people say that these, the symptoms and uh, what can uh, occur after you even recovered from COVID-19 is the fact that some of these things can stay with you and affect your health forever. Uh, and so there are very, very many mixed uh, reports, reviews, and opinions on this. And Nigel actually was up close and personal with this uh, particular woman. And we thought we would just kind of get an overview from him on uh, what he took away from that experience. And for the record, Lee, we did reach out to the woman that Nigel interviewed, but she, yeah. she thought that was enough. Like, that's enough of the spotlight. I've told my story, right. so we'll hear the story from Nigel. And yeah. this isn't a comment either way, Lee. Do you know anybody that has been sick with COVID-19? I do that, not. And neither do I. I've never heard a first-hand account. No. Now, this is going to be second-hand or third-hand, what have you. But I've never had the opportunity to talk to somebody who has battled COVID and come out on the other side. I've read stories in the paper, but never actually known anybody. I, I not only do I not know anyone that has had it or does have it, I don't know anyone who knows anyone that has had it. Now again, uh, like I said before, I'm lonely and I don't get out much, but that's you know that's notwithstanding. Uh, but 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 the fact is, um, in all seriousness, no, I have had no personal contact with anybody that has had personal contact if that makes sense, so, with uh, COVID-19. So, sorry, so Nigel's coming up probably in the next uh, three or four minutes. You know, right. I see he's coming into the uh, the waiting room here. So I'll get him lined up, Lee. And at 8 o'clock, yeah. uh, I'll show you this photo here. I don't even think you've seen this. And uh, this is the aftermath of, oh gosh, let me, uh, I'll okay. pull it up there, but really want to see it like this. Aftermath of what? So that is an ATV. Oh. was an ATV. Yeah, okay, now I know what you're talking about. So there was a crash last Friday night, Port Colburn Way. Yeah. Uh, boyfriend and girlfriend on there, early mid-20s. They suffered some serious injuries. They're going to join us just after 8 o'clock. 
and okay. talk about the whole ordeal, uh, their hospital visit, and how, for whatever reason, the story that got um, that got sent out to media outlets didn't really tell the true story. Yeah, there was some uh, misinformation, as they say. Yeah, uh, there are those that would call it fake news, but you know. There she is in the hospital. Yeah. So uh, it's a Sienna suffering from her. There you go. There's some of the injuries. Wow. That's her shoulder, I think, just yesterday. And uh, Brandon, her boyfriend, has, like, face lacerations. It's pretty severe. So uh, is it is it Sienna that's going to be joining us? I think they're both going to be joining they're us. They're both going to be joining us? Yeah, they'll both be joining us just okay, after good. 8 o'clock. But we got uh, Nigel's getting himself situated here, so uh, let's get on there. I'm interested to hear uh, his account of talking to somebody in Niagara who, uh, who suffered from COVID-19. Okay, Nigel should be uh, up with us momentarily. There we go. Nigel, hey, how you doing? How are you, thanks? I just made it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just got in from uh, an another day in the salt mines, did you? I sure did. I was listening to uh, the last half hour because I was driving home. Uh, listening to the uh, the guy singing the song about texting and uh, <laughs> messages. It's going to be like an earworm song, that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for uh, rushing in and... Uh, uh, and joining us at the end of your day, I'm sure you'd rather rather be relaxing with a glass of wine somewhere. But we'll uh, we'll have you have you wait for a, a little while. Uh, so, uh, as we were talking about while you were waiting to get hooked up and, and ready to go, is I don't know. Kevin doesn't know anybody that's suffered from COVID. I don't know anybody that does know somebody that suffered from COVID. Uh, and you had this opportunity to speak with this woman. Uh, who has been through uh, this this process? First of all, tell us how you uh, got, came across her, and then give us your impressions of that conversation, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, I came across Rachel uh, a little while ago. Um, I knew she had COVID. Uh, actually, I'll go back. Actually, I've known Rachel for a couple of months. Okay. Um, she's actually one of my followers on, on, on my YouTube channel. And uh, I, after I did the video, the anti-mask. Uh, one I did a couple of weeks back. Um, I kind of someone mentioned, oh, you need to. Why don't you look at it the other way? I'm, no, I'm sorry. People were saying to me, I've not seen anyone who's got COVID. You never hear of anyone doing this. So it gave me the idea. You know what? How about I just ask out there if anyone's had COVID, would they be willing to come on and have a chat with me? So I put a tweet out there and also put it out on my Facebook, uh, on my Nigel's cheap vlogs. Um, my uh, Facebook page there, and uh, about two or three days later, in my inbox, Rachel actually responded to me, and she said she thought about it, and she's very willing to meet up with me and have a chat. Okay. So about ten days later, we got together last weekend, and uh, we had our little chat about it, and it was a uh, very insightful, actually, very insightful. And what were some takeaways that uh, maybe surprised you from that conversation? Um. It's hard to say surprise because I, I know quite a bit. I'm, I, my, my wife's a nurse, okay. so I get to hear a lot of stuff anyway. Um, but uh, what surprised me, if anything, was the after effects of what she's going through. Uh, she was a fit and healthy mid-40s, early 40-year-old female, never having any underlying issues whatsoever. Uh, but since she had COVID, the full-blown pneumonia from it, she's really struggled to... Uh, uh, get back to normal. Uh, she went back to work and everything was going well for a couple of days and she virtually just collapsed. She had to go to the hospital. Um, it, it, 
is a first of all, it's, it's like the stress thing, but they're, they're now thinking it probably is uh, all to do with the COVID. It's just it's just attacking her her lungs and her heart still, and she's struggling. Uh, she can't get the breath she used to have at one point, and so that's quite surprised me. The, the the underlying issues people carry on after they've had COVID. If you get the pneumonia style of it, there seems to be more and more people now struggling later on when they start to recover. So she's going through these symptoms uh, at the moment, and you refer to her as uh, when she had COVID. It sounds like she still has it, or is this something uh, that she's going to live with forever? We don't know. She is going seeing. I think in the video she, she does say, uh, say she's going seeing. Uh, uh, she's being referred to a specialist uh, regarding uh, a heart. I think it was. I can't remember the actual term. Right. Um, but she is seeing someone. She has got a referral. Uh, she does mention it in the video. I just don't know when. But I believe she had COVID. One of the earlier cases. So this is going back. I want to say April. So she's uh, had. She she, had she contracted this in April. I believe it was April, uh, definitely April going into May, I believe it was. And you chatted with her, obviously, at the end of September. That's a long uh, We spoke last Saturday. We actually met up last Saturday, yeah. Uh, yeah, just nearly a week ago. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we met up and had a coffee and had a chat. Then we did the video and recorded it. And uh, yeah, so does she she's actually, still struggling. Does she actually feel that there will come a day when she's completely back to her former self i didn't get that impression just yet i i get the impression more she's more worried right now that she may get it again because uh, there's no scientific proof to say you won't get it again right um, and and she she's very well read up on her literature to do with covid and medical stuff so she was very uh <laughs> I had to ask her what some of the big words meant she was saying to me. So uh, she, she's very well into her reading, so she knows her stuff. Um, but she's more concerned about getting it again more than anything. Now, even she though she's struggling a little bit. In, in her situation, uh, help me out with maybe if you know the, the legalities of this as far as societal contact is concerned. Is she supposed to continue to self-isolate? Does she have to continue to be tested? How does that work? Uh, she, from what, I'm, from what I remember our conversation, I don't think it's in the interview, um, or maybe I left a bit of it in, I'm not too sure, uh, but in order for her to go back to work, she had to test negative twice, and she did test negative twice uh, after having uh, COVID. Uh, so once she got the second negative, she got the old clear to go back to work. And um, yeah, and I believe that was in the interview. And yeah, and she, she, she's, she's still testing it. I don't think she's had another test recently. Yeah. She shows no symptoms of COVID. She has no cough, she has no fever. All she, all she seems to have right now is a constant shortness of breath and breathing difficulties. Um, and if I, and I had pneumonia, God, 20 odd years ago, really, really bad. And I know it took me nearly six months to get over that. Kevin, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to hop in here, Nigel. Going back yeah. to how she contracted it, did, did she tell you that story at all? And then the days after she contracted it and how the symptoms, um, like the onset of the whole thing, did, did she get to discuss that at all? Uh, I, I, I did know how she contracted it, but I'm not at liberty to say where she got it from. Okay, fair uh, enough. But, it, but it, she knew. But she knew she definitively. Knew. Okay. It, it wasn't from, from, from stuff. It, 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 it was a hazard of her uh, occupation. 
Uh, let's put it down to oh, that. Okay. It, 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 it was work-related. Um, so it wasn't like she caught it from being out and socializing with people far from it. Uh, it was the exact opposite. Okay, and was it, was it a case where she only, like, like, she had been infected for one day, two days, four days before she even self-diagnosed herself as being ill? Um, I'm trying to think back to the interview that she said. Um, from what I recall, she was telling me, um, he said she wasn't feeling too good. Uh, and then she got in touch uh, for a couple of days and then she got in touch with um, the health department, whatever. And then she self-isolated herself and then went for the test. And then, of course, the test came back like two days later and she was positive. But she was already isolated at that point anyway. Did you ask her her uh, opinion, having been through what she went through, on the mask debate? Oh, she's pro, she's so pro-mask. Um, she, uh, yeah, she's definitely, she, she can't believe people are so anti-masks uh, still. Uh, she wore her mask during an interview. People noticed, they made comments, because I, I, I didn't have my mask on at the time. When we first met up, uh, we were wearing masks, but when we sat down, I decided to take mine off after a few minutes, but she kept hers on. Um, she felt more comfortable with hers on, but she was, she was okay with me taking mine off. Uh, we were sat, it wasn't a full six feet, it was probably about four or five, uh, but it was a very windy day. Uh, the wind was blowing right down. Um, she was not afraid in any way of like me. The, the, it was just one of those, it, it would have been so diluted. And like, and we're just going by what the health professions are saying. When you're outdoors, it, it's, it's, the risk is so little compared to being indoors. Um, if it wasn't windy um, and I sat a bit closer, I'd have left my mask on the whole time for sure. But it's just one of those things. We were quite a bit away. And most of the part, we were probably a good five feet apart most of the whole interview. Uh, what uh, What was her motivation for speaking with you? Did she? Did you guys talk about that? Did you ask, uh, ask her, why did you agree yeah, yeah, to talk with me? Yeah, yeah, she, she was very happy to go on board because she wants people to get the message uh, that this thing is real and people do get affected by it and it is very, very serious and, it, and she was, she's living proof that a healthy person can get it and, and it's not like the flu and it can really knock you for six yeah. a lot longer than the flu. I mean, the flu, the average person has the flu for a week or two and, and, the, and the right is rain after that. Uh, but she had the COVID and she was, she was pretty sick for a good month um, maybe longer and then she got uh, the old clear slowly got back to normal uh, but she never she still hasn't got 100% she's far from it uh, but she's okay to go back to work and do her normal daily stuff but she's still struggling and uh, with regard to your impressions because you you did the Clifton Hill story you did the anti-mask the mask story you've, uh, you've covered this this thing from a number of different angles and as as the numbers in Ontario continue to rise in this so-called if you want to call it that second wave um, what is what is your experience to date tell you where do you think where do you think just uh, as a gut reaction this is going or what should we should be doing have have your uh, have your opinions or impressions changed at all no, no, I, I, I think it's going to get a lot worse. Um, I'm not a scientist. It's, it's just my own opinion, uh, like you just asked me for. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at the numbers, and uh, I, I think the naysayers are still not grasping it yet because they're not seeing the high volume of hospitalizations and the ICU. Um, but even looking at the old figures back in the spring, 
the spike came and then the hospitalization came after yeah. and I think it's going to spread a lot over the next coming weeks because um, people are still not listening they're really not I, I'm out in the GTA nearly every day through work and there's still so many people you just see um, and, and sadly it is the young people it's a lot of young people yeah. uh, when they're on their own they seem to wear the mask but when they're in a the group you all seem to just forget and take it off and it's this is just my observations and and it's just carrying on and and also with the bars at night time i think i think the reason why my opinion is why we're reducing the hours i think we all know once you've had a drink you become more relaxed yeah sure. and the mask is off and people probably start hugging and not care and, and they're not and, and it's not the being selfish they just forget i think once you've had a drink you become very relaxed we all do yeah and uh, i think i would be the same quite honest i was in the bar on sunday no last week watching a game but there's only a few of us around and after i had a drink even i felt relaxed and i realized what okay, <laughs> i best put this back on but mind you there's only a, a small group yeah. really all spread out but it does make you once you've had an alcoholic drink i tend to find you do relax very quickly sure you do uh nigel quickly before we let you go thank yeah. you for being here uh where do we find this interview if we want to find your uh, tell tell us where to find your blog okay uh youtube pulled it off because it violated um um the community guidelines i got in touch with youtube <laughs> It may have had something to do, not with the interview, I, I actually added a couple of clips before the video, and I think it might have been one of those clips which against uh, okay. their guidelines. And of course, they don't watch it, they just use algorithms, I guess, to uh, realize if it's bad enough. Yeah. So I, I pulled it off, and I've now re-uploaded the interview alone, and it's on my Facebook page, Nigel's Cheap Vlogs, okay. and the interview's on there, just the interview. Awesome, thanks Nigel, appreciate your time, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, you too, thanks very much guys. Thank you. Interesting. Bye. Well, there you go. Uh, Nigel's cheap vlogs on uh, vlogs that is on uh, on his Facebook page. All right, uh, Kevin showed you a picture a little bit earlier, and we were talking about uh, what was behind that picture, which it was a shot of a mangled ATV, and it surrounds a story of a couple, Sienna and Brandon, who are going to be joining us here on the 411 which is fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited, I might remind you. It is powered by WeStream and uh, partnered with Nick at Niagara 411. And of course, in this beautiful open air window in downtown St. Catharines of Fiddler's Poor House. You have been hearing some, uh, some chatter and uh, fun and uh, frivolity happening around us during this, uh, during this program. And uh, that's because it's uh, folks in here uh, socially distancing and enjoying Fiddler's Poor House and uh, the sports on TV and watching this show and listening to the music and uh, having some great food and fellowship. So we appreciate uh, Mook and his staff for having us in here. Their shot uh, is a shot, once again, of the ATV that we were talking about that was involved in uh, uh, what was referred to in the news as a two-person accident. Uh, for the lack of, a, uh, of an exact phrase. Uh, and this is the young woman and some of her injuries that were incurred in this, uh, in this accident. And the main reason that we have these folks coming on the program tonight is the fact that the story was not originally reported accurately. 
So what we wanted to do is we wanted to get the accurate story of what happened. And I do believe that we're talking with Sienna and Brandon. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, Brandon, you still got a bit of a shiner and a, and a banged up nose. I'm assuming that was from the accident. Yes, it sure was. Yeah. Okay, guys. So first of all, tell us exactly what happened. Uh, it was Friday, right? Yeah, it was Friday night. We were heading out to my good buddies of mine. We're just cruising along, going about 50 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, we start to slow down a little bit, and the top, bottom ball joint popped right out. The tire went underneath the quad, and we both rolled. My girlfriend got flung off the quad. I got pinned underneath it. So it was a mechanical malfunction that happened uh, yeah. pretty, pretty much at speed. Yes. Okay. Now, um, what sort of injuries did each of you incur? Me, I, I incurred, as you can tell, stitches in my nose and underneath my eye. They said I broke, I broke my nose. Also, I have a dislo I have a fractured elbow and an arm, and stitches in my ankle too. I have five stitches in my ankle. Will you make a full recovery? You gonna be okay? I'm hoping. I have to go see a nose surgeon tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Sienna, and Sienna, we saw uh, pictures of a couple of your injuries. Uh, what what happened to you? Um, I injured my shoulder, um, my pretty much my my whole um, arm, my hand. Um, I actually got a call back yesterday from the hospital. Um, I have to go see an orthopedic surgeon. They think that I um, tore a rotor cuff in my shoulder. Okay. And I might need nerve uh, shock therapy in my my uh, nerves in my arm. But you're going to be okay too. Then, you think? Yeah, I'll be okay as far as I know. Okay, uh, I guess time time will tell, as they say. So now, yeah. with all due respect to the people watching the program, uh, we don't interview everybody that has a vehicular accident on the road. But your story is a little <laughs> bit special. First of all, uh, it was reported incorrectly, correct? Yes. Okay. How? What was incorrect about the report that first came out? Um, they said that there was charges um, laid against my boyfriend Brandon. Um, he was actually only fined. Um, the amount of damage that they said occurred on the ATV was also incorrect. Um, they said that we were both thrown off when he was actually pinned underneath. Um, they failed to mention that the other people on the um, accident site that had seen us and helped us out and made helped make the phone call to the ambulance. Okay. And why did this cause you some concern? What was it that bothered you the most about that? Um, we didn't know that there it was going to be plastered everywhere, and we just didn't like the fact that we were being like told that we were he was charged when he wasn't. Yeah. Um, and just the, the fact that they, they said that I was more injured than he was, and in my opinion, he definitely was. Um, he was bleeding so badly out of his face that he should have lost consciousness. And when he went to the hospital, they rushed me there. They assessed me first. They gave me pain medication. Um, they had me out of my room, uh, done with x-rays and everything within an hour of being there. And they left him still bleeding for over five hours. Five hours. Yeah. And after a 1,500 pound quad landed on me, they didn't do x-rays until I left too. 
about 20 minutes or so before he left, he had the stitches and everything done. And he was sent home with antibiotics. And, no pain, uh, medicine, no nothing. Maybe you mentioned this, but if you did, it went by me. Which hospital are we talking about? Wellen. Wellen Hospital. Wellen Hospital. Did you ask them why you had not been looked after for that length of time? No. No. I you, kept you, on saying that. I kept telling them, I, I'm like, my face is still bleeding, my legs are still bleeding. All they would say is, we'll get to it. Or they're like, we'll let the doctor know. And still nothing until like 10 minutes before I left. Now, Sienna, did you say that, uh, you said that there were no charges laid when uh, it had been reported that there were. Uh, yeah. And, but did you say that there was a fine involved? Yeah, there was fines, uh, about $500 in fines. What, 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 was, what was the fine for? Um... There was one for trespassing on the uh, Seaway property. Uh, no insurance and no plate. Okay, so we're talking like uh, that's that's like the the traffic. Those are traffic act. Those aren't criminal charges. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 like Ontario Traffic Act. They're Ministry of Traffic or Traffic Act. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, your your experience seems to be just a whole. Um, litany of of things gone backwards you should have maybe been the first one looked at in the hospital i agree yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, i also agree and, and so have you have you been able to talk to anybody after the fact as to 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 find out what what happened i mean obviously you're going to be okay and that's wonderful but yeah. uh, it must have been pretty unpleasant at the time yeah for sure who was it that put the... Um, talked to family mostly who yeah. uh, thinks that he was treated wrong and uh, thinks we should do something about it. We just don't know what kind of actions to take. I understand. Uh, well, you should probably talk with a professional <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and find out if there's, uh, if there's something that you can do. Now, the original report that uh, stated, Brandon, that you had been charged and there was a, like a two-person accident, et cetera. It's sort of, there's, there's a picture of Brandon, by the way, on the screen uh, in, the, in the hospital, I presume, and that, that's never good. Um, where did the first report come from? Did it come from the hospital? Did it come from uh, Niagara Regional Police Service? Who, who put the um, report We think it was the police that may have posted it, and then it ended up in Welland Tribune and, like, St. Catherine's Standard and everywhere. Like, we weren't even aware of it until somebody had mentioned that they'd seen it. Okay, and there were, and there were incorrect facts included in those articles? Yes. Have you contacted the media organizations to let them know that those facts were incorrect? No, we've never been through anything like this before, so yeah. um, we just assumed it was a normal thing that they do to everybody. Well, so, I think, um, uh, to, be, to be fair, uh, I do believe that uh, media organizations do like to get things right if they can. So, okay. uh, just, it might be a good idea to get in touch with them and say, hey, you guys got this story, whoever you got the story from gave you the wrong information. Yeah, uh, and and it, you know at least at least uh, make yourself feel a bit better about that. And I really thank you for uh, for telling us your story. Do you have any message uh, that you would like to leave our uh, viewers and listeners with before before we set you free? Um, honestly, from uh, my point of view, I would just say um, always check your 
machines over and make sure that everything on it is safe because anything can happen to anybody and we're we were told that we were lucky to be alive with what happened to us. Um, helmets also weren't mentioned. We did have helmets on. Okay. Um, so they did say that it saved saved his life and my life too. So just always stay safe, really. That That is a great point. Brandon, let me ask you one more question because uh, Sienna's comment brought it to mind. Uh, did, was it your impression that the, that the ATV was well-maintained, mechanically sound? Yeah, I thought it, it it ran good. We took it out all the time. We took it out at least once a day. Nothing ever happened. And it was a ball joint that just uh, blew up. Yeah, the the lower ball joint blew out. Yes. And uh, okay. let me ask you guys. Uh, I know you did you, you did receive a fine there for trespassing, but this trail that you're on, I mean, people are on that trail all the time, right? Yeah, and we weren't the only ones on the trail that time because other um, ATVers were there and seen the accident as well. Okay, so, um, but, but I mean, you're not disputing the fines. You you realize no. that you got to pay them. No, oh, yeah. so we weren't okay. even arguing the fact that we got fines. That's on us. We no, don't, we're not upset about that part at all. It's okay. more the fact that things were incorrect. Yeah, I just, I just thought that it was worth pointing right. out that you're on a you're on a regularly trafficked road that people use all the time. It might be private property, but it wasn't like you were skulking around or doing anything abnormal. No, we no. were just passing through. Yeah, no, I get it. People do that all the time. Okay, yeah. so um, so there's obviously the reporting of the incident that is an issue, and uh, maybe some sort of revisiting of the triage situation at the the Welland Hospital is worth revisiting at some point too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because I have, I have to go there tomorrow to get more stitches out of my leg taken out. Yeah. And I have to get an x-ray on my arm probably. Well, got so maybe we'll bring something up then. We just weren't sure who to uh, go to. Yeah, so. understood. And it'll, it's going to, it's, I mean, this is, uh, this is less than a week later. And I'm sure you guys are still kind of going through a little bit of uh, shock therapy right now too. So till all this settles down. But uh, keep us posted on how you're doing if you would. And uh, we wish you uh, both a complete and full recovery. And we ap also appreciate you uh, putting yourselves out there and telling us your story. Thank you very much. No problem. We appreciate you guys having us. Okay. See ya. Bye, Sienna. Bye, Brandon. Bye. Bye. Take care. Okay. Um, well, you got to sweat the details when you're in a situation like that. Make sure your stuff is in good working order. It's properly licensed and all that other stuff. But it really wasn't what caused the problem. They didn't cause the problem. The machine caused the problem. And uh, it happened, unfortunately. But uh, it was great to talk with them. And uh, there's some good advice included in there as well. Uh, Kevin, I wanted to touch on... Uh, we're starting to wind down, aren't we? We've got about 15 minutes left or so. Yeah, about that. Um, there were a couple of people, and this doesn't necessarily at all fall inside our venue of Niagara, but... Uh, there are many, many people in Niagara that remember these people, and I found it quite, uh, I guess, coincidental that uh, two celebrity singers and songwriters passed away over the last 24 hours. It seems almost at about the same time, and uh, it was worthy of mention because these people uh, and their music had an impact on our lives over the years. Helen Reddy. Probably the single most important feminist singer-songwriter of the 1970s passed away. Uh, she was 78 years old. 
which uh, does not seem very old to those of us that are getting up there uh, now. When you say 78, uh, it sounds old to some, but, it, uh, but not to others. That's Helen Reddy right there in obviously much younger days. She wrote uh, and sang that song, I Am Woman, and it became a feminist anthem for many, many years and still is to this day held out as the single most uh, pivotal event in music to support the cause of feminism in the 1970s and going forward. I am a woman. Uh, but she also did a bunch of, uh, bunch of other songs, did not reach the popularity or the fame that that one did. Uh, Delta Dawn, uh, uh, she did, she actually became known to us when she sang a song from Jesus Christ Superstar, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. She uh, did one of the one of the big, big hit songs from that musical back in those days as well. So quite a career that Helen Reddy had. And if you remember the movie Airplane, the comedy Airplane, she was the singing nun. <laughs> when, they were, uh, when they were going through uh, that horrendous uh, moment where they thought they were going to crash, etc., etc., Helen Reddy was the singing nun in that movie. A little bit of trivia for you. Uh, and also, Mac Davis. Uh, I realize these are names from the past. If you're a little younger, you're saying Helen who and Mac who, but Mac Davis also passed away in the last 24 hours. He was also 78 years old. Uh, this is why, why it gets a little bit uh, freaky. Um, he did write and sing his own hit records, there's Mac. Um, probably one of his biggest hits was one called Baby Don't Get Hooked On Me. But what his uh, real claim to fame was behind the scenes is he wrote many, many hit records, hit songs for Elvis Presley. He wrote uh, In the Ghetto. He wrote that song uh, that Elvis had out later in his career, a little less conversation, a little more action. Uh, that sort of Vegas uh, sound, and a bunch of others uh, over the years for Elvis and many, many other big performers and singers throughout uh, Nashville and, uh, and that area. So Mac Davis and Helen Reddy, uh, both dead at the age of 78 in the last 24 hours. So just wanted to give them, uh, give them a nod. They brought us uh, a lot of entertainment and uh, a lot of fun and, and great music over the years. Uh, Kevin, it's, uh, we had, uh, what were you going to say? It's getting pretty live in here at Fiddler's Poorhouse. Hey? Exactly, can't hear me, so it's getting pretty live here hey? at Fiddler's Poorhouse. Hey? Yeah, things, uh, are, things are hopping here. They're open uh, every day at 3 p.m., and I guess they're open until midnight now because... Oh, yeah, it's midnight now. Yeah, they used yeah. to be open until 2 a.m., but open until midnight, seven days a week, three until midnight, so... Come down down to a Fiddler's Poorhouse, and we should also take an opportunity to plug our sponsor, uh, Gales. So there were, uh, we had uh, a couple of fellows that uh, whose pictures graced the uh, the pages of Niagara 411, and I don't know if we've managed to uh, find either one of these guys. One is a fellow who is missing. Uh, by the name of Joel Scott. Remember we were chatting about this earlier, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've got it here somewhere myself as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was uh, posted on Niagara 411. Uh, name Joel Scott, a.k.a. Pun. Height 5'11", weight 200 pounds, 38 years old. Bald, as you can see. Uh, and uh, it was, hey, everyone, please pass this around. 
Trevor's brother Joel Scott has been missing for 24 hours. Last seen in Welland when his roommate dropped him off at the Welland Hospital for a CAT scan. He was discharged at 8 p.m. and has not been seen since. Please, if anyone has seen Joel or know of his whereabouts, you're asked to message me, in other words, uh, Nick at 411, or Trevor David Dolan, or call Niagara Regional Police as soon as possible. So that is Joel Scott. And uh, last seen as of about 8 p.m. at the Welland Hospital after being treated. And uh, this fellow here is, uh, I have to say, he's a little bit... Uh, scary looking but uh, we are trying mean to mean looking SOB right there hey mean looking SOB right there that, yeah yeah I was trying to downplay it but I'm not uh, I guess you got there before me but uh, yeah this this fellow um, he actually looks like someone that may have may have started in Hawaii 50 or something I'm not I'm not really sure but uh, I'm going to try to pronounce the name uh, Kua K-O-U-A Kua Kua Stephen Yang um, he was. What does it? Uh, what does it say there, Kevin? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. There we go. Uh, there we go. Last scene known to frequent the Waterloo region. Currently wanted on a federal warrant for breaching his statutory release. He is serving a two-year sentence for robbery, theft, failing to comply with court order, and escape lawful custody. Okay, so uh, here's somebody that was, uh, for the lack of a, a, a more official phrase, out on a day pass. And there were many comments uh, in various and sundry locations about the fact that, uh, well, there's our justice system at work. Somebody is serving a sentence for something and uh, is allowed to roam and then just doesn't, doesn't come back. I'm not sure how secure that makes us feel, uh, but I suppose the, the parole people and the laws of the land have their reasons for how they how they handle people who are, who are incarcerated for that reason, um, but um, I'm not sure I understand it. Why somebody can just walk around and then not come back? I don't. I don't get it. I I actually lived in the Kingston area for a number of years, and if there's any place that has its share of uh, penal institutions uh, or corrections facilities. Uh, to be uh, to be more polite about it, it's Kingston. There's something like nine or ten uh, prisons or uh, or jails of various levels, uh, light, medium, and uh, and heavy security type institutions there. And it always used to drive us uh, nuts, frankly, when uh, you realize that there are some people that are in really low level. Uh, granted, these are not the hardened criminals, and you know they're, but they're allowed out for a while. And, uh, I really never quite figured that out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was just a little aside that doesn't mean anything to anybody except for the fact that uh, that's what's going on out there these days. I, I want to uh, once again mention Gales Gas Bars Limited for following us around here and showing up when we show up here at uh, Fiddler's Poor House for the 411. Thanks to uh, Dave Nuperian at, uh, at Fiddler's for having us in here. Go to gales.ca and you can by all means find out everything there is to know about the Gales Rewards, everything they support here in the Niagara community. And uh, one of those things uh, that's at the bottom there is uh, the living wage employer. I want to mention this. Gales was one of the very first Niagara businesses to jump onto this very, very 
uh, important bandwagon when the concept came out of what is a living wage? What is, what, how is that defined in Ontario? How is that defined in Niagara? And uh, once it was defined, at a certain level of income, certainly a certain hourly rate, etc., Gales was one of the very first companies that jumped on board with that. So kudos to them for that. Nick at Niagara 411, as always, you know, we use your uh, content here and it's uh, fabulous to be able to do that and work with you. Uh, and uh, just a just a pleasure. And uh, uh, Lee, yeah, along the, along that uh, yeah. line of thought, did you notice that this week the local newspapers went behind a paywall? Went. I'm sorry. They went behind a paywall this week. No. And it's ruffling a lot of feathers. Ah. They're thinking that it's a, a big city attitude, and you know the beleaguered media. It's difficult now to uh, to maintain the the same business model that was successful right. for you. For decades upon decades, yeah. But the local, the local newspapers, which up until about, I don't know if it was Monday, Tuesday, or whatever it was, used to be able to click on and read all those articles for free. Uh, sometimes I'm able to, sometimes I'm not. I don't know whether you can watch like or read two a, or three a month, and then you hit a limit. But they're behind paywalls now. Uh, as a matter, uh, that's what I wasn't quite getting because because of the the ambient noise around here, I didn't didn't quite get. The, the word that you said, the paywall. Yeah. Uh, got, but but yeah. Now, it, now it clicked. But yes, as a matter of fact, I did notice that because uh, I, I clicked on a couple of articles today, as a matter of fact, and, uh, and, and I, was, I was blocked out that's, from watching. That's going to have a, um, a dramatic effect on us in Niagara, on the community of Niagara, that yeah. for so many years have turned to those outlets. To me, it makes the strength of Niagara 411 uh, that much more significant. Yes, uh, uh, and that because there is no cost to clicking on our information. And don't get me wrong, uh, I understand why the print media ha has gone in that direction. Uh, a lot of the major print uh, operations throughout North America and around the world have gone that way because uh, the, the old business model doesn't, doesn't work any longer. And uh, I mean, they're trying to stay in business. They're trying to keep their people employed. And uh, just like every other business, so I totally, uh, I totally understand that those business models have to change. But it does change the dynamic of how we consume and how we use uh, the media and our. Uh, how, how many times do, do people tell you that? Oh, I saw that in the Standard, or I saw that yeah. in the Tribune, and yeah. I think those conversations are going yeah. to fall by the wayside. Yeah, people yeah. are going to start to lean a little more on Niagara four one one. And. One of the one of the most, we went through this in the radio business, and well, they, they still do, uh, and the television industry as well, I suppose, is the fact that when you are used to consuming something for for free, um, it's very difficult to convince people now you have to subscribe to uh, pay a fee to to wa to watch it or read it or listen to it. It's very very difficult to convince people that paradigms have to shift. And, uh, and business models have to change. So with everything, we are in a state of transition. And to go to Kevin's point, uh, we're, we're new at this game in this particular fashion as well. And uh, we're pretty pleased with, with how it's going. We would always like to have more participation from you when and, uh, when and if you feel the need to do that. You can always call us on the Zoom uh, line at 905-411-0411 if you have the Zoom app on your phone or on your computer. Uh, 
Otherwise, uh, when you're watching this feed, as you are right now, just click on the link uh, on the post on the bottom of the post, and you can click right in and have a chat with us as well. Um, and this is uh, our business model is such that right now, and and I don't think ever you'll be in a position of of having to pay anything to watch it. Uh, there are other ways that uh, these programs can uh, finance themselves, and uh, this is the new world order. This is something new. It's our uh, probably the only live, interactive, in the moment, as it happens, um, way to connect with you uh, around Niagara. And let's dovetail and segue into something I want to mention before we go. And again, at the risk of sounding like we're back patting each other, we're not really. It's just that it's really kind of cool some of the things that happen that you may not be aware of. Uh, Kevin Jacks uh, and Brandon Tram's company, WeStream, are the ones that are behind the technology that we're doing here. And it's been a pretty exciting and fun week. Uh, we, uh, we talked with Joel Van Vliet earlier. He has his comedy show. Uh, also, one of the, uh, the previous and occasional hosts and guests here uh, on Livestream Niagara is Patrick Alexander. He participated in a pretty cool evening uh, just a couple of nights ago, wasn't it, Kevin? Uh, last night we did Lip Sync Niagara. Well, we're talking about it. Yeah. And not to get off that train of thought, but if anybody saw the Grape and Wine Parade last weekend, that was WeStream. We were behind we that. WeStream did that, too. We put together all the technology to bring that to everybody's homes across Niagara. But last night we did Lip Sync Niagara. Amy Layton of Royal LePage puts this on. It's in support of women's shelters across Niagara. People came, and Patrick Alexander, who used to host shows on uh, Livestream yeah. Niagara, we want to get back again. Man, did he kill it. David Green was the host. Uh, let's see if I can bring some of this up, because it was absolutely fantastic. Okay, here, Lee, I'll, I'll bring you this here. Now, I can't play the music because it's all copyrighted. Yeah, right. And we'll get it taken down. Here's last year's <laughs> champion, uh, Brandon, and he was doing... Um, Time of Your Life from uh, Dirty Dancing. Here you go. He's absolutely <laughs> nailing it here. I'll scrub ahead here and see if I can... Uh... This happened at the Fruin Theater, is that correct? Yeah, 100% Lee. Yeah. You know what, why don't I uh, throw myself on here too? <laughs> I mean, look at those moves. He's got, he's got silky feet. He does. Now, here, I'll try and see if I can get ahead to, uh, to Patrick. Is he absolutely Oh, yeah. Let, let's see it. if we can get a shot of Patrick. There we go. Oh, there was. Oh, here he is. That was Jesse's girl there. She ended up winning the competition. Oh, here you go. Yeah, this is, uh, this is about to go into uh, Patrick's performance. And he pre-recorded himself a little intro because he's a creative guy like that. And uh, here he's saying that he's about to do Madonna's bow. And yeah, again, I'd love to play the music for you guys, but if you yeah. know how Facebook and, and YouTube by the, works. By the way, uh, if you have never had an opportunity to be inside and watch any kind of show at the Greg Fruin Theater in Niagara Falls, it is a wonderful place to watch a show. It really is. I was blown away. I haven't been in there in 10 years, and I forgot about what a remarkable venue oh, it is. It's great. Gorgeous. So here you go. Here's Patrick coming out in all his Madonna glory. <laughs> And the reveal. Doesn't get much more 80s than that. <laughs> I love Patrick. This guy's just awesome. <laughs> 
Okay. There you go. My battery's uh, dying. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Lee, I do want to end today. I mean, I know we're about to wrap up the show. Want to end with uh, a tune from uh, from Joel Van Vliet. Yeah, let's who, do that. Who joined us today? Okay, so, so, so we'll see you that. next uh, next Thursday night, 7 p.m. here at Fiddler's Poorhouse. I'm Lee Sterry. This is the 411. Uh, thanks for being here. Cheers.